Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Suhan brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Well, Jim, the Twins bullpen, a little bit of a struggle again last night. Uh, Giovanni Moran comes in with the bases loaded in the sixth. Obviously a tough situation. Gets the first two, but then a walk, and Stewart comes in, uh, gets a walk. It wasn't uh, an implosion by the bullpen, yet they're missing those fine points a little bit. Then it cost the Twins a win. They've lost a number of games the last two weeks with because of walks. Mm. And that's the disappointing thing. Listen, some, we all know it's a percentages game. Sometimes you're going to make a good pitch and get hit. It happens. Uh, major league hitters are very good, but uh, Lopez has had way too many walks. Stewart has, he's zero ERA, but he's been too, been too wild to, mm. for situations like that. Moran has been very up and down until yesterday. He was very good with runners inherited. Um, that was a bad situation to break that streak. Um, so they, they have, you know, three, three problems right now. Injuries. Correa doesn't play yesterday. Larnick goes on the IL. Um, and can, you know, and with Polanco out that, uh, certainly it means that Castro and Solano are basically everyday players. They should not be everyday players. Number two, uh, Approach to hitting has not been good. Too many strikeouts, too much bad uh, situational hitting. And three, middle relief has just not been good enough. Mm-hmm. It's not statistically terrible, but it's a situational game, and they've not been good in situations for the last two weeks. Yeah. Fans have, uh, during Rocco Baldelli's entire tenure, have uh, uh, cried that he pulls his starters too early. Well, he gave Sonny Gray a chance in the sixth inning last night, and and I think Gray maybe was a little too pumped up for it. He is known to be kind of a live wire, and uh, he he just uh, seemed to be overthrowing the ball a little bit there in the sixth. He didn't, and I don't have the number. I think he threw more than 100 pitches yesterday. Yep, he did. And, and he obviously was losing command at the end there. And that's the thing, is that, you know, when you – Listen, they lead the league, they lead the majors in starters innings pitch. So it's mm-hmm. obviously not a problem anymore. Mm-hmm. But, you know, people always have to con- – it's so easy to second-guess a baseball manager. He's the easiest person in the world to second-guess. Mm-hmm. And you always have to say, okay, what was the alternative, and was that alternative really a guarantee success? Well, you know, I, I heard somebody, you know, like – so Lopez has been on the mound for – three losses in the last 10 days or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pagan has been on the mound for one. Um, and who's the other? Oh, and Jax is on the mound for the other. And if you listen to the second guessers, it's like, oh, if you had, if you pitched Jax instead of Pagan, and then if you had pitched this guy instead of that guy, if none of them are pitching well, then this isn't going to work. No matter, you know, it's not, it's not like changing who pitches in what situation is going to matter if none of them are pitching well. Right now, none of them are pitching well. Mm-hmm. Is there... They're going to ride with it a little bit yet, but the Twins will be in contention in the Central Division. It's a bad division. Uh, Do you see some changes maybe, some trades being made to shore up the bullpen a little bit? The thing is that uh, Stewart, again, Stewart was one of the reasons they lost yesterday. He has a zero ERA and he's throwing 98. Mm -hmm. So you're going to give him a chance. Um, You know, Pagan, uh, he's obviously now bumped down to like fifth, sixth inning roles or mop-up roles, but and I could see I could see them if Pagan continues to struggle. I could see them just cutting him and trying to find somebody else. Uh, there aren't many teams out there right now who are out of contention in the new playoff format. Right, Oakland A's. Right, <laughs> it's like one team yep. that's completely out of it right now and ready to give up. So if you trade early in the season, usually you have to give up extra. It, you know, I I just go back. To, everybody's impatient in America these days. Mm. I go back to the Billy Bean thing. You spend two months figuring out what you got two months trying to 
you know, patch your team up and then two months really trying to win. Mm-hmm. We're still in the finding out phase here. Uh, now you get to early June, <clears throat> Royce Lewis is up, see how healthy you are, see which pitchers are pitching well, see which are, I, and you know, then you kind of figure out what you have, you really have in your team. And then in July you do look for trades, but I don't think they're going to be making some big trade in May. Okay. Uh, do you do you put any stock into the whole run differential thing uh, in baseball? Yes and no. Um, I do think it is a good general barometer of a team's overall strength. Um, of course, there is there seems to be an art to winning close games, and we're seeing the opposite of that with the Twins right now. Yeah. What's the art? What's the art to winning close games? Situational hitting. Uh, strong relief core that pitches well in situations. They're not doing those things right now. So, yeah, I, I do think it means something. Uh, but, it, you know, but of course we have to realize that you win 10 to 1 in the first game of the series and then you lose 2 to 1 in the next two games of the series. That's not good. Yeah, it's still losses, more losses than wins. I only brought that up because the Twins are a plus 39 run differential yeah. and yet only one game above 500. They have played better, I think, uh, than their record is indicating right now. And MajorLeagueBaseball.com on their uh, standings page, which is what I always check, they have expected win and loss record. And I think that's based in large part on run differential. And they have the yep. Twins at 29 and 20, uh, quite a bit yep. better than they actually are. Right, and and some people will blame the manager for that. I just I just don't know what he could have done differently. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I just it, it again situational baseball. They have to get better at that, and they've been good at some kind. I mean, they've been great on the the squeeze bunts. Mm-hmm. You know, they've been. I think their base running is much better this year. They've been excellent on the bases. Buxton's been fantastic on the bases, mm-hmm. but they just do not put the ball in play with bases loaded. They don't get the runner from home. Uh, home from third often enough. Uh, they strike out too much. And again, striking out with the bases empty is not a big deal. Striking out when you have, when a productive out could be of use is a bad thing. Uh, and let's face it, we're still talking about injuries. You know, Kepler out, Polanco out, Larnick out, uh, Royce Lewis can't come up yet. Miranda's already gotten demoted. Uh, and, and you and I have talked about this before also. Vasquez is killing him. Yes. Uh, he's terrible. He is absolutely terrible, and that I don't know why. I cannot get anybody to – nobody can figure out why he's so bad right now. And it's all around. He's not hitting, and he's a rotten catcher that we've seen so far. I can't remember a major league catcher trying to backhand so many balls in the dirt that are in front of him. As I'm sure it's happened, but it's you know recency bias on my part. Uh, but Vasquez is always, I mean, you know, you, you turn the glove over so it's facing the pitcher. You block the ball. He's trying to pick everything out of the dirt like a first baseman. I wonder if at some point he will reveal that he's playing some kind of an injury that limits his mobility or something, because it, what I'm seeing now is inexplicable. He's one yeah. of the worst players in Major League Baseball right now. Yeah, he's, he's barely hitting 100 and, and not catching uh, at all. Uh, so LeBron James, the Lakers get eliminated. It's a four-game sweep. And he mentions for the first time that I can remember that he's going to consider his you know future. He's still a top-five player in the entire NBA. I'd be shocked if he actually retired. I would think this is a situation where he just need he's beat up, he's tired, uh, he's contemplating, and and this is one of the greatest conditioned athletes in the history of team sports, mm-hmm. and he puts an incredible amount of work into his off seasons. Um, so it's I think it's hard when you when your team just didn't have really much of a chance in your last series, uh, you you didn't have your legs in the fourth quarter of those games, 
and you did everything you did could to will your team to a victory. And then you're, you're looking at a, an, a complete off season of working out like crazy again, then a full season again, just to get back to that point. Uh, my guess is he will rest up and say, yep, I'm going to do it one more time. But, you know, it's no guarantee. Every individual gets to play it any way they like it. And, and statistically, and there's, there's really nothing else for him to achieve. Right. And how about Miami and Florida, uh, both being bottom seeds coming out of the regular season and uh, each a win away from making the finals in their respective NHL and NBA uh, leagues. Pretty amazing stuff coming out of South Florida right now. Royce and I were asking yesterday, do they hold a joint parade? Or, you know, <laughs> right. I mean, what are they, down Collins Avenue, what do they do? Um, and, and I think the heat is, you know, Florida is playing great, obviously. Mm. I, I always say that hockey is a weird sport in that the scores are so low generally that if you have great, if your goaltender gets hot and if you play in the right way and you get a little luck, you can, you can win a series maybe against a superior opponent. Uh, just with that combination. Basketball, it's harder. You have to actually be better. Uh, you have to make a high percentage of your shots. You have to make a, a lot of difficult plays in, in tough situations. The, what the Heat is doing is is stunning. And it's so much of it is Spolstra being one of the great coaches in any sport in the world and Jimmy Butler being one of the great playoff competitors we've ever seen. Uh, on the morning show this morning, we were talking about uh, the Celtics and Heat series. And, and uh, Bill thought that he sees the Celtics that actually have more talent and more ability than do the Heat, and maybe they're just getting out coached. What do you think about that? Yep. Mm. Uh, that's the, you know, and and every coach needs their their conduit on the floor for their coaching to matter. And Jimmy Butler is the perfect conduit for everything Eric Spolster cares about. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, controlling flow of play. Uh, you know, getting the ball to the right person at the right time. Being tough. Uh, being a great defender and a great individual defender and a great team defender. Spolster is a great coach. If he didn't have Jimmy Butler doing the things he teaches on the floor, uh, you know, we wouldn't be talking about him right now. Uh, And the Celtics are a much better team, much deeper, much more talented. And, you know, they have a a guy who's just getting out coached. He just is. Yeah. Jim, thanks so much. Thanks, Todd. Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Suhan brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort.